Hello, everyone. My name is DeAndrea Bolden, and you are listening to the Faith and Mental Health Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where I discuss a variety of mental health-related topics from a faith-based perspective. Today's topic is seven tips to help you prepare for the new year. And so I thought this was a great topic because this obviously is the time of year where we're transitioning from one year to another. This is also a time where a lot of people begin to really evaluate their life and even look at and evaluate the last 11 and a half months, seeing what went good, what didn't go so good, what was fruitful, what what was an epic fail, whatever it was. This typically is around a time where a lot of people are doing that, really reflecting, really thinking and looking. And this is also a time where people really begin to gear up and get excited for the new year and make resolutions resolutions and they join the gym and they go for three three weeks and then they stop going or you know they they rebrand and they relaunch and then after they rebrand and relaunch you don't hear anything else and so these tips are to help us not only prepare for the new year but give us some things that can help us be consistent and and um keep progressing throughout the entire year so that we don't start and stop and that we don't hit and miss And so um, the first tip is to set standards and boundaries. It is important that every area of your life has standards and boundaries. And so standards are going to really dictate what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. With your standards, you're going to say the bar is up here and I'm not going beneath this bar. And so this can be for relationships and it does not have to be romantic relationships, business partnerships, collaborations, friendships, whatever it is. Having those um, those standards in place, even financials, um, financial obligations or or finances and budgeting or whatever it is, you want to have standards and boundaries in place because a lot of times we lose the opportunity to become more fruitful in our life because we're not disciplined enough to have and keep standards in place. Now, boundaries are to ensure that those standards are not violated because once our standards are set, our boundaries will help ensure those standards are not breached. And uh, so that's really important to have those standards and boundaries. Number two is to set realistic, obtainable goals. And the word realistic and obtainable um, are two very important and key words because you want to make sure that your goals are realistic. If someone told me they wanted to be a dentist in three years and they don't have a bachelor's degree Although that is an obtainable goal, it's not realistic three years from now. They would still have to get a four-year degree before they could go and study dentistry. Um, Same thing if somebody said, hey, I got a credit score of 330 and I'm trying to get a house in three months. Although that getting becoming a homeowner is definitely an obtainable goal, it probably wouldn't happen in three months with a credit score that low. And so um, we want to make sure we're setting goals that are realistic with our timelines and realistic as far as it being something that we can accomplish with effort and hard work. And so when our goals, because when our goals are not realistic, we tend to get disappointed, discouraged, or even disgusted and feel like we failed. And so I like to tell people to get some low hanging fruit goals, some goals that are easily and quickly obtainable because it makes us feel good. It helps our self-esteem rise. It encourages us. It pumps us up to keep going because if all of your goals are 10, 20 years out, you may kind of lose sight and lose heart after a while if you're not a very driven and focused person. But getting some wins in between long term goals is a great thing. And that's why I'm like, don't just um, 
create long-term goals, make sure you also have some short-term, some short-term goals as well as some low-hanging fruit, um, some, some easily um, reachable goals. Number three is to manage your time. And so this is a big one because how much time do you waste sitting in front of the TV? How much time do you waste on social media? How much time do you waste doing things that have no spiritual benefit to your life? How many times do you waste? How much time do you waste doing things that don't bring you closer to your purpose, that don't get you any closer to the goals and the lifestyle and the plan that, uh, uh, you know, that you have set for your life? Even how much time do you spend wasting doing things that don't bring you closer to what God has shown you? And so, uh, we have to remember where we're sowing our time, that's where we're going to reap. And so we want to make sure that we're not wasting our time and that, and if you have to, and I even do this for my kids in the summer so that they're not wasting their whole summer watching TV and doing nothing. I set a schedule for them. I have no problem even setting a schedule for myself to ensure I'm spending time getting things done. So that may mean setting time for your for your daily devotional and your time in prayer and in the scriptures, setting time aside that you're working on the goals uh, that you that from tip number two, that you're, you're, you know, setting setting time aside to make sure you're ironing out the details of your life so that you start seeing getting the results you want. Too many times we want to put 1% effort in and get 100% results out. And so if you want your life to get better, you have to work it. And that can mean managing your time. If you have to get off social media, although my, my ministry and my business related social media pages and things like that are still up and active, my Facebook profile is completely deactivated. And I find that my productivity has gone up a lot more. I'm getting a lot more things done. And, and it's just a good feeling also sometimes to get away from a lot of the busyness and the things on there. So you can focus on what you need to do. And so manage your time, good time management, not wasting your time doing frivolous things. And that doesn't mean never taking time to enjoy yourself or having downtime. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, watching 40 hours of TV a week, nobody needs that, especially when your life is not where you want it to be. Um, the fourth one is to be consistent in prayer. And this is one a lot of Christians struggle with. And ironically, prayer is what Jesus said that man should always do without ceasing. And you can find that in Luke, the 18th chapter. And so prayer, one thing about prayer, you don't have to be religious with it. You don't literally have to go into a closet. God is not going to get mad if you don't pray for three hours at a time or if you don't pray the exact same time of the day. And so but prayer should come from a place of relationship, especially consistent prayer. And it's something we can do throughout our day every day. You can pray in your car. You can pray when you're on the job. You can pray when you're shopping at the store. You can pray when you're you know, going to drop the kids off or whatever it is. And but but get, just know there's nothing wrong. If you have a prayer closet, nothing wrong with it. Do that. If you have the specific special time a prayer that you you that, that you have every day especially if you want like I said before if you're managing your time and you've set a schedule you may have a set time every day nothing wrong with that but there's also nothing wrong if if you know today you may pray longer today you know you may not you may not have prayed an hour today you may have prayed more like 20 minutes whatever it is and so God honors what we do from a pure heart 
But we want to make sure more than anything that we're praying consistently and we're praying from a pure heart. But we also, as we're maturing as believers, we also should realize there's so much stuff to pray for. We also shouldn't be praying a three minute Mickey Mouse prayer either. So we want to have a balance with our consistency in prayer and our and our uh, making sure that we're growing uh, as we're maturing in Christ, that our, our prayer life is expanding. And so um, number five is get a mentor. This is a big one because your next level in life could be because you need a mentor. It may not be because God didn't give you vision. It may not be, be because you're not, uh, you didn't hear him right. It may not be because you're not managing your time. It may not be because you don't have faith. It may specifically be because you need a mentor to help you get from point A to point B. Somebody that has already succeeded in the area that, you know, you need success in or that's already at the level that you're trying to get to. And so mentors can be valuable when you get the right mentor at the right time in the right season of your life. It can be life changing. But before finding a mentor, always pray, always pray and ensure that you're finding the right person to aid you in your journey. So you're not wasting their time or yours. The mentor you want may not be the mentor you need. So keep that in mind and trust God to lead you in the right direction as you pray and ask him to send you to the right mentor. Um, number six is don't neglect your mental health. This is a big one. People are securing the bag and, and building a platform, but their life is in shambles mentally. They're distraught emotionally. They're unstable and unhealthy. And so you do not want to go another year with unresolved trauma, unresolved issues from childhood, uh, being mentally unhealthy, because if you are not mentally healthy, it's impossible for you to be at your best. And so don't try to keep pursuing your best life when you're at your worst. And so sometimes we're stuck in life because we refuse to address things that we're neglecting things that need attention, such as our mental health. We're, 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 we won't address the issues of our soul. And so one mistake people make is they will realize they need help. Thank the Lord. They'll go to therapy. They'll find a, a professional licensed therapist. They'll go a couple times and they say, oh, I feel so much better. And they stop going. And so you don't want to ghost your therapist. You need to keep going until you and your therapist both agree you're ready to move on. And so that's why you have a professional that's there to help you because you may think, hey, I went three times and I feel great. And they're like, OK, yeah, you went. You may feel better. You may have gotten some breakthrough, but you need to continue on this journey of healing and, and working through this stuff, working through the trauma, working through all the hurt and pain so that you don't keep going from year to year full of bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment anger, hurt, and pain, asking God to bless, anoint, and breathe on the works of your hands. And you won't even forgive people, even though the Bible says that we must forgive those. We have to forgive because if we don't forgive, the Bible says God won't forgive us. Um, so it's important. Don't neglect your mental health because you want to win when you're winning, not just you know, successful in your business or whatever it is you're building, but you're winning in your mind. You're winning. Your soul is healthy. You want to be like third John, the second verse where it says, beloved, I wish above all thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. You want to prosper. You want to be healthy, body, soul, and spirit. First Thessalonians 5 and 23 talks about body, soul, and spirit. We don't talk about mind, body, and soul. The Bible declares we are body, soul, and spirit. So it's important that we take care of our physical health by exercising, getting a better diet. And sometimes that will help us feel better mentally. You know, you can't eat a diet of junk food and wonder why you feel terrible, you know, exercising that there's a lot of benefits 
to exercising and, and cardio and all that stuff, making sure, you know, we're getting, you know, counseling and, and therapy when we need it and, and spiritual help and making sure that we're staying connected with God. We're building our relationship so that, again, we want to be healthy body, soul and spirit. Um, and the last one is ask the Lord for vision. Take the time to pray and ask God to give you a vision and direction for your life, because a lot of times we have good ideas, but we don't have a God idea. Although we may have great plans, our plans can be far from the road God would have us to travel on. Please read Proverbs 16 and 9 when you have a chance. Write that scripture down and look it up for yourself because we make a lot of plans, but a lot of times it's not what God is saying for our life. And so you want to take the time to fast and pray and dig in your scriptures and wait until God speaks. It may, it may take some days of seeking him until he really gives you clear vision and direction for your life. Because a lot of times we we see the big picture or we're, we know we're trying to get to a more fruitful place, but we don't allow the Lord to direct us. He don't, we don't allow him to direct our path because we, we can't lean on our own understanding. We have to trust in the Lord with all our heart. And we have to acknowledge him in all our ways because he wants to direct our path. He knows which way we should go. We may want to go left. And God is like, no, it's a lion over there. I need you to go straight because if you go right, there's a bear over there. And so he knows what we don't know. And he sees what we don't see. And so we have to realize we serve an all knowing, all wise God. And we need to listen and ask him for vision and direction. We, we quote the scripture a lot of times with Habakkuk too, where he talks about right, the, where it talks about right division, uh, make it plain. That's where we get that scripture from where uh i believe it says uh Habakkuk said i'll, I'll wait on my I'll wait on my watchtower and see what god will say and so it talks about writing the vision make it plain and even in se secular people will tell you if you write something down you're more prone to do it because you won't forget it because it's written it's before your eyes you see it you can be reminded of it but there's a saying out of sight out of mind if you just allow God to give you the vision and you don't write it down, you may forget it. You may forget pieces of it. There may be details that you leave out or that that uh, escape your mind. And so that's why it's important to write the things down so you can be reminded of what God said. So you can have record of what he said so you don't forget. And so that this time next year, you can go back and look at that vision and say, wow, all this is done. And, uh, or you may, uh, you may look and say, okay, this, this didn't go right. Let me go back and see and see if God will give me, you know, uh, the right strategy to do this. Maybe I made some missteps or, or maybe I made some, uh, mess some stuff up. And even when you're asking God for vision, a lot of times that may help you with your goals. Your, as he gives you vision for your life, that may help you uh, come up with the right goals for your life. And when you come up with goals, don't just write the goals down. Make sure you put action steps with them because a lot of people write down great goals, but none of it ever happens because they don't have any steps or a road to get there. And so you may have to put 10 action steps in place for your goals to, to manifest and, and for you to get those goals accomplished. And so um, that was the seven tips I had. Um, I want to thank you for, for listening in. And so, of course, this is the Faith and Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, DeAndrea Bolden. And um, I'll be back on next week. If you haven't already, please log on to the mergeconference.com and check out the Merge Faith and Mental Health Summit that's coming up April 24th and 25th. 
2020 in Peoria, Arizona. It's going to be a dynamic event. <laughs> and also, if you haven't, log on to DeAndreaBolden.com and pre-order your copy of Mental Reset. It's a 15-day uh, devotional and journal that I'm getting ready to release on next month. Uh, and so thank you so much for tuning in and God bless.